0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bottled Up Podcast. We're back in Indiana, so we are back to the usual swing of things, which means we can start getting people back on, guests on, and things like that. So get excited for that. But we are still your source for the latest and greatest in NASCAR news. By the time you're listening to this episode, uh, assuming you listen to it when it comes out on Saturday, which you should, I, ex- I expect all of you to listen to this episode of Bottled Up and every episode of Bottled Up. Every Saturday morning, cup of coffee in hand. And if you don't meet that expectation and you're listening to this on Monday, then you know what? You've disappointed me. Now, you can listen to this episode and any episode, whenever you want, available anywhere you get your podcast. Don't you worry. But if you're listening to this on Saturday, then, and you think to yourself, boy, I need to tweet something to the show because I have a thought for them. I might not get back to you right away because I'll be running in the iRacing 24 hours of Daytona. For those of you that don't know... Uh, iRacing is a basically online service where you drive these virtual race cars. It's a, it's very realistic. Uh, the setups that you put in there and everything are, you can be from actual cars, you know. I know of people that test a car on iRacing, put that setup in the real car, and then go race. It's pretty darn cool. So they are hosting an endurance race from 8 a.m. Saturday, Eastern Standard Time to 8 a.m. Sunday, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so that would be January 18th, and 19th, it's 24 hours straight of racing. It's going to be me and four, or five other people. I have a shift from 1:30 to 4 a.m. That's not going to be very fun to drive, but I'm driving a Daytona prototype. Gonna be fun. In case any of you are interested in watching, I'll be sure to tweet out a link on that at Bottled Up Radio. So if you want to watch in, that would be pretty cool. I've posted other links of other broadcasts that I've done on iRacing. If you want to watch those, uh, I help out with the Wednesday night league, Thursday night league. It's very, very cool, very, very fun stuff. I enjoy calling both of them. So if you want more on that, be sure to follow us on Twitter over at Followed Up Radio. But let's get into the latest in NASCAR news. The biggest news piece of the week, I would say, is that the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the Xfinity cars, are going to be running the road course there now. So no longer the oval layout, they're going to be running the road course. The cup cars will still be running the oval. They're going to make the transition Saturday afternoon, uh, Saturday night. Before Sunday, they're going to transfer everything over to the Oval Setup. Not sure how that will really impact the track, other other than there being less rubber on the track now. But there's so many big changes now that it's being being run 4th of July weekend. The track is a lot cooler in uh, September, where it's usually run, versus July. But now there's going to be less rubber on the track, so I think it's just one more thing being thrown on the crew chiefs and the team's plates rather than, you know, something that's going to drastically change it. They're already making such big changes now that they're running it in such hotter temperatures on the 4th of July weekend. It's just one more thing that they're going to have to take into account, but it won't make or break anything. However, it's going to be very cool to see. It's, an, it's a layout that's not typically used uh, for stock cars. I, haven't, I don't remember ever seeing it run in a race, and that's just me personally not watching it. Uh, people are saying they should go back to the Indianapolis Raceway Park IRP. Well, maybe, but I don't I don't foresee that happening from what I've seen. I've never been to the track itself. I know ARCA ran there last year. I almost went down and watched Christian Eckes. I believe he won the race, if I remember correctly. But I did not end up going down. So I, I don't think they're going to be going back to that track anytime soon. Unfortunately, it's just one of those tracks that isn't, Quite ready. Another big piece of news is that Eric Jones was testing the Cup car, the the next gen car for the 2021. And you know we've been seeing these things, and we get it feels like every test we get something new. It was the wheel size last er, for the first one, and then it was the sequential gearbox, and now it's that there's a fifth gear. If you look uh, in the video that they posted of Eric Jones, they have an in car camera. And you can see the dashboard. The dashboard's mounted higher. It's like almost a part of the upper part of the dash instead of the front part of the dash. It sticks up over the top instead of being mounted to the front. So that's something new as well. But he shifts it into 5th gear. And I believe 5th gear is the highest that it got to. I don't know if that's something that's going to stick. There hasn't really been any word whatsoever on it. But that's... uh. Quite strange to have a 5th gear in NASCAR. You know, it's always been the 4-gear H pattern. That's what it's been since the beginning of time. But you look at the modifieds, those are a 2-gear setup. You know, they call it low and high gear. I've seen late models with 3 gears. Street Socks with 3 gears. I've seen them with 4 gears. It just all depends on on the, the setup for the local tracks, I should say. That's just for local tracks like Stafford and everything else. But... For the Cup Series, for as long as I can remember, it's always been a four-gear H pattern. But now that's changing sequential gearbox, and for those of you that don't know, when I say sequential gearbox, what that means is with an H pattern, you start, if you think of an actual H, the top left point of the H, that's gear one. You shift. You pull it straight back, which would be the bottom left of the H, is two, to the middle, to the right, and up is three, that leaves you at the top right portion of the H, that's third gear, you pull it back down for fourth gear, and then reverse is off to either the left or the right, depending on the car and layout and all that. But you have those four gears, up, down, third gear is right and up, fourth gear is down. And that is so with the sequential gearbox, you push the lever up or down, you pull it back to shift up, And you push it forward to shift down. So if you're in first, you reach over and you pull the stick back, straight back second, pull it straight back third, pull it straight back fourth, and now pull it straight back and you are up to fifth gear. Which could be the max, could not. It could stay as four gears and they just put a five speed transmission in just to see, just to test it out. We're not getting much information, but we will in the future. It will be trickling out shortly. As soon as they finalize everything, we will surely know. However, one thing that we do know now is that in 2020, we are getting a new short track package, and this has been awesome news, I think. Everyone seemed to be in agreement that the short track racing and the road course racing just wasn't really up to par. And, you know, most of the racing wasn't as good. And, you know, the general consensus seemed to be that most. People thought that the racing wasn't as good last year as it has been in the past. It's too much, uh, you know, reliance on track position. The cars are too easy to drive, and that's coming from drivers, from fans, everything else. So what they're doing now is that any track under 1.01 miles, is that the radiator? Excuse me, not the radiator. We'll get to that later. But the sp- uh, spoiler on the back is going down from eight inches where it's at now to two and three quarter inches. And they changed the front splitter as well. It was about two inches long, some of it underneath the car even. But now it's going to a quarter of an inch. So big, big changes there to the front splitter, to the rear spoiler. And the splitter has wings on each side uh, that you've probably seen. Ten and a half inches is what they used to be. Now down to two inch wings uh, on the front splitter, that is. So there's changes to the radiator pan, that's where I got tripped up in my words before. There was vertical, basically the vertical cage at the front, so that's being removed so that they can get less front downforce. You know, we're not changing things in the rear yet, but just the front downforce is being drastically changed by the splitter being put down to two inches and the radiator, they're changing it, changing the pan and they're changing the splitter wings as well. So the courses that this is taking effect at is Bristol, Dover, Martinsville, New Hampshire, Phoenix, Richmond, the Roval, Sonoma, and Watkins Glen. So that is any track under 1.1 mile, I think I said 1.01 before, it's 1.1 mile, and also the road courses. So that is a big, big change, but the main primary goal is to reduce downforce You you make a smaller spoiler, you make a much smaller splitter, you take the, the wings off the splitter, and the radiator pan, you remove the vertical grill section so that there's less front downforce. What that does is with less downforce, the car becomes less stable while you're driving it, makes it feel looser, want to spin out more, so the crew chief has to make adjustments based on that. It allows the car to be driven more. Track position is less important, less dirty air, as it's called, where if you're behind someone, the car gets noticeably tighter and much more difficult to drive, and you're just drafting off of it. Truth be told, we shouldn't be drafting at short tracks. The draft should not play a role at Bristol, you know, things like that. You shouldn't need to draft past somebody at Martinsville or Phoenix or Richmond. That's just not realistic, you know? These drivers are out there. You should be able... The winner of a short track should be the guy that can get around it the quickest, right? Where you are not, you don't have to draft your way around, you know. You, short track racing is completely different than any other kind, where you have to dive the corners hard, take care of your equipment, and stay out of the way of other cars. It's difficult to race in such close proximity, and that's what makes it unique. But if you get these guys in one straight line where nobody can pass it sort of ruins the whole point of it. So this, these are some great changes that are coming to NASCAR for the 2020 season, and I imagine it's going to carry over into 2021. We've been going over all sorts of silly season news ever since the beginning of it. It's There's never a dull moment. Natalie Decker is going to the number 44 for Nice Motorsports, so she's got some teammates over there now that she can rely on more because with DGR, it was sort of changing every week was driving Anthony would drive some weeks Anthony Alfredo Tyler Ankrum became a staple but it was constantly changing who she was running with so it's a little more difficult uh in that regard but now she'll be in the 44 she's not running full time but it's it's going to be theoretically better for her so hopefully there's less incidents um there's I don't know how to work my way around the fact that she was involved in a lot of incidents. It seems like she was just moved up way too quickly, where she was doing well in the ARCA series, running consistently, did really well at Daytona. She was actually on Bottled Up after her great Daytona run, but then she just got moved up so quickly. There's such a steep learning curve. It was just not meant to be. So she had a rough season. She'll be in the 44 for part-time next year. I believe it was about... Fifteen races, I think it was, but another driver moving out. Over Gray Galding is out at SS Green Light Racing in the Xfinity Series, the number zero eight for Joe Graf Jr. Interesting call. I think it was just sponsorship with Gray, but he did very very well in that car. Outperformed his equipment. I I think many people would agree. So it's it's sort of sad to see that, I mean, I remember watching Greg Gaulding at Daytona in 2012, I want to say it was, I believe he won the race, Um, that was also the same night Mike Stefanik got involved in that wreck and gave that, now legendary uh, post-race interview, where he said, uh, the announcer went over to him and said, well, the guy in second place just said he got uh, pushed from behind and pushed into you, what do you have to say about that, and he goes, "Oh yeah, right, If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Go look it up. Great interview. Um, it was popular. It was, it was pretty pretty funny. But, yeah, they, we have that. Also, Daniel Hemrick is making 21 starts for Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series in the 8 car down there. Uh, some major events, Phoenix, Atlanta, Bristol. He's racing mid-Ohio, Iowa, where we talked last week about the different hitting rules now where you can take tires, fuel, and this, that, and the other, doing both Iowa races, Road America, Watkins Glen, Dover, the August 28th Daytona race, which is going to be awesome now that Daytona's at a different time of year. I'm excited for it. But yeah, those are just some of the, the events that he'll be running, and that's pretty much been it. There's some speculation, if you're over on tobychristie.com, uh, from Friday afternoon, saying that Daniel Suarez could... Could be signing with Gaunt Brothers. Um, they're saying it's a done deal. That would seem to be the most likely place for him to end up, and that would be in the 96 car. His sponsors wanted to keep him in the Cup Series. They didn't want to run Xfinity with him. So he should, from this rumor, should it be true, he will be racing the 96 in the Cup Series. That is as of Friday, January 17th. Unconfirmed, an announcement is expected Monday, it could be wrong, so keep on your toes about that. And once we hear about it, we will let you know over on Twitter at Bottled Up Radio. So be sure to give us a follow there. Go ahead and interact with us as much as you want. But Saturday, I'm going to be racing in the Rolex 24 Daytona. Hopefully, our teammates and me can keep it, uh, keep the car clean, keep the car in one piece. Maybe come out well. We're racing a DP. It's going to be fun, exciting. I'll be tweeting out about it. Maybe there'll be a live stream link. Hopefully, somebody's live streaming our efforts. We'll see. But Overall, that's been This Week in NASCAR News. Some good coverage of the short track package for next year. I'm very excited about that. I will be at some of those short tracks. I'll be at New Hampshire. It's going to be amazing to watch. So hopefully we will enjoy it there, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Bottled Up.